Welcome, everybody, to the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, why do you have to start fights with New Orleans all the time? <laughs> me. Yes, me, the the known starter of fights with Pelicans fans. Yeah, it's it's always me instigating stuff. You know, it, you, th- you think that you could just make a joke and reply to your friend on Twitter, and it's not going to lead to three hours of hellfire it, from Pelicans fan one two Zion goat, you know, in your mentions for hours, but you're wrong, you know. I mean, all that all that I ask Harrison is that you maintain the same energy on podcasts, on Twitter, in DMs. I, like that's just not that's not a, a giant request. It's not that's not out of the ordinary. No, as people know, I don't make jokes in pod <laughs> on podcasts or in DMs. I only make them on Twitter, and that's that's my bad. Not keeping the yeah. same energy. Anyway, this is this is very inside baseball. For I'm the laughing. I'm laughing podcast. at something else that's happening off off camera. That wasn't even a joke right there. Like you were incapable oh, okay. of joking. Um. All right. The the. Big news, big news, meaning like there's a giant human being who is now a Los Angeles Laker. Uh, Andre Drummond was officially announced and and introduced. Uh, And so we're going to react to some of that and just general analysis on what this means for the Lakers. Uh, We are going to let that segue into (laughs) the uh, narrative that big markets are the only uh, teams that get buyout guys, which... Uh, on the day where Jeff Teague joined, <laughs> uh, who's the other guy? Austin Rivers in Milwaukee. Yeah. And a day removed from Gorgie Jang signing in San Antonio. Big clearly, market stars. <laughs> yeah, clearly this is a this is a, a problem that the league has to fix. <laughs> like, I want these people to just come out and say, we don't want players to have agency. Just come out and say it. Like, yeah, we don't like, want it's players... Like- we want players to have agency so long as they do what we want them to do. Yeah, That's as long as as long as a number that I deem acceptable also chooses the Milwaukee Bucks in free agency. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just it's so stupid. Stop whining. Just shut up. Just go anyway, away for we'll, a bit. We'll, no, we'll, we'll talk we'll about complain that. Complain about bit. that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just went full Wilbon and told people to shut up. I'm sorry, everybody. All right. So <laughs> let's talk about Andre Drummond. And what this means for the Lakers, Harrison, do you like the signing? Do you like the addition um, over Damian, Wilt Chamberlain, Shaquille O'Neal, George, Mike, and Jones? Yes, I do. Because I think that, look, this is going to be a hot, only you, you, like literally only you, the person that I'm talking to right now is going to think this is a hot take, but Andre Drummond, probably better at basketball than Damian Jones, (laughs) you know? And so- yeah, I think like I was, you know, I was. He, he said all the one right big things. Contract. <laughs> yeah, Damian Jones said, <laughs> "Has he even made thirty million in his career?" Andre Drummond got, got that just to leave the Cavaliers. So, <laughs> I mean, I would need thirty million dollars to step foot in Cleveland. But anyway, the yeah. the the I look. I agree with you. The Drummond is more talented than Damian Jones. I agree one hundred percent. It's always been a matter of whether or not he'll accept the role. So, one, do you think he will accept the kind of role what you know that that the Lakers need him to? And two, what do you think that role even looks like? Because I think yes. one one is almost is is by far more important than two. 
So it really does seem like the role is going to be starting, just judging by, like, I'm sure that you saw this too. Every single leak was talking about how Drummond has an opportunity to come into the Lakers and start. And it's like, okay, opportunity, but also if everyone's saying this, every single insider, that kind of leads me to believe that that's what Drummond's agent and his camp are being told, is that he has an opportunity. Now, does opportunity mean he comes in and starts right away? Does opportunity mean if you play well, you have a chance to start? I don't know. But that was an interesting word that got used a lot. And kind of making it more interesting was that Drummond played very coy about, uh, he ducked any question about what his role was going to be, why he chose the Lakers, who mm-hmm. conv- like who was recruiting him, all that stuff, playing it very close to the vest today at his press conference. I, he was even asked directly at one point, do you want, like, is starting something that you've been told can happen? Is that something that you want? And he just said, I just want to help my, this team win. And then at one point he said, you know, Frank Vogel knows what my role is. I know what my role is. The players on this team know what my role is. Apparently the only ones who don't know what his role is yet are us on the outside. So, I mean, we're going to see if and when he suits up for against the Bucks, or, you know, whenever he gets into the lineup for the first time. But I, I will say... You know, it's hard to lose the press, the opening press conference, you know, like you really have to have not been briefed or prepped at all to say something so heinous in your press conference to make people lose hope or whatever in the move. Like Mm -hmm. he said all of the right things. I don't know what that means. Again, it's really even uh, postponed the press conference because his workout was going too long. Yeah, he was (laughs) his next level vetting. Yeah, that is amazing. He put in 30 minutes of extra work on his first day. So, you know, like I had to, you know, it's honestly, I I don't mind it it that much. I don't mind it that much during these times because it just means I'm sitting on my couch via Zoom. The only time that's annoying is like when we're actually at the facility and cannot do anything else while we're waiting for them. During the pandemic, I don't care. Get your extra workout in, Andre. Like, And so, you know, he got the extra workout in. He said all of the right things about, I'm just going to do what this team asked me to do. I really want to help this team win. I want to win. He mentioned that he's never actually really played for a good team. He's made the playoffs before, but never had much of a chance. And, you know, he didn't say it exactly like that, but he just, he was excited about the opportunity to come into a good team. And it kind of furthered my hypothesis that if you're 27 years old and you're a former two-time all-star who's never played for a good really a good franchise you know period but much less like has not played for a good team if you're joining the Lakers on a veterans minimum instead of taking the money from a team like New York which is where he's from that could pay him a ton more has need at center all of that stuff you know he ducked all the questions about that but just putting two and two together about him saying, you know, I just want to come here and win. I really do think that he's at the point in his life and career where he just really wants to contribute to a winner. He just probably hasn't done that since, you know, I don't know how good UConn was when he was in college, but since college or high school, you know, the Pistons had their moments, obviously, where they were a playoff team, but never had serious title aspirations or anything like that. And so I think that, and you can tell me what you think, but I just don't feel like he would have come here. All the stuff about, oh, is he going to accept the role? How is he going to fit? I just think that sometimes we kind of brain ourselves into thinking that, you know, like, oh, like Gorgie Jang, like might be a better fit because he shot 35% on two threes a game this year and stuff like that. When Andre Drummond is maybe the best rebounder in the history of the NBA, if you look at the advanced metrics. And again, you can say that maybe he's not there, but he's at least in the upper echelon of guys and Mm -hmm. he has a ton of talent he's athletic his rim finishing numbers are not good I just think that that maybe looks a little different when LeBron is literally spoon feeding you 
at, yeah. you know, at the rim. And that's obviously not going to be the case when he first starts playing. But for this team, when it matters, I do actually, this did give me as much faith as you can have that he's here for the right reasons and that I think it's going to be a fit. Yeah, I don't even... It's it's especially interesting that he chooses the Lakers after Mitchell Robinson goes down for, wow, Avery just hammered on the door. <laughs> that just scared the crap out of me. Avery Bradley's trying to get in. Avery Bradley really wants that last buyout spot. He's at hey man, Anthony's My mentions house. really want Avery Bradley. Have you been getting that too? No, look, he's he's in the area. You know, like you're you're in Texas. He's in Texas now. Maybe if he actually went and reported to, uh, you know, to the Heat or no Rockets from the Heat well, to the Rockets. He, I think he's like from out here. He went to UT Austin, so. Yeah, so he's at Anthony's door banging, just asking for that 15th roster spot. He's ready. <laughs> I got I to tell you, it was loud enough to be him. That really scared me. <laughs> this is going to be anyway, like a ghost pet episode all over again, because I did I know, not hear I know, whatever I know. you're talking about. I, I have a better microphone now, so you guys can't hear it. But I'm telling you, like Avery was trying to knock down my doors. So anyway, the uh, the the thing with Drummond, and I agree with, basically everything that you said. And I, especially like you pointing out that he had other options options elsewhere um, and, and chose the Lakers. Like it depends on what they promised him, right? Like, just like we saw with Dennis Schroeder, it appears that the Lakers kind of promised him a certain role uh, when, when they traded for him. And I'm sure that that's a, the kind of practice that they will repeat uh, depending on the target that they're bringing in. Look, it, it, one way to think about this, honestly, is if you are signing, like if the free agent pool is open and the best free agent says, hey, I am willing to play for your team at the same cost it would take everybody else to sign me, um, I just want to start. And if it's the best free agent, if it's the best candidate for a job or whatever, you say, okay, that that's fine especially when the Lakers don't have anybody who is far and away a better starter candidate than, than Andre Drummond. Like you could, however you feel about Marcus Gasol, he's not like it, it, this, this is, this would very much be a conversation if those two guys just walked into the room at the same time. Yeah. I was very pro Gasol until, uh, you know, obviously he, he just got back from a coronavirus infection. So he's probably yeah. going to be better than he's been right now. But over the last three games since he returned, the Lakers have been 20 points worse per 100 possessions with him yeah. uh, like on the floor than off. You know, it, it just, it, it's not, been, he's been okay. I think he's been a little better than maybe those numbers suggest, but yeah, I mean, he's not at a point right now where you're like, yeah, there's no way you could bench that guy right. for Andre Drummond. Yeah. Right. And, and so like, I would just look at it as, as a typical free agent period where, cause Andre Drummond is the best player who is available right now. He's he he is he's better than Lamarcus Aldridge. He's better than Gorgie Jang. He's better than Damian Jones. He's better than whoever else. He was better than uh, Blake Griffin, even when Griffin was available. Like he's a he's a more talented player right now than any of those guys. And if the most talented player on the market comes to you and says, "Yeah, I want to come play for your franchise. I would just like to start," you kind of just say, "Yeah, that works for us. We don't have somebody who who should be starting over or or wants to be starting at your spot, right?" Because Anthony Davis doesn't want to be starting at the at center. So, and then also, by the way, like from a basketball standpoint, I'm actually really intrigued by the notion of Andre Drummond starting, Marcus Hall being an extra creative player off the bench, 
uh, with, with that second unit. I, I, I think that makes a lot of sense for both players. And uh, we saw last year that Anthony Davis can be, a, can still be effective with Dwight or with JaVale in, in the starting lineup. And, and I think this is something that the Lakers are going to rely on moving forward. And then come time when uh, the, the postseason rolls around and if it's a matchup that uh, is not great for Andre Drummond, then you just don't play him. He's a, he's a veteran's minimum player. And if he walks at the end of the year, fine. <laughs> he's going to walk at the end of the year if he plays well at all. Either way, because that's the fine. They, they, you're going to lose him. him they're gonna, yeah, they're not going to have his bird rights. And I, you know, I thought that yeah. it was interesting that he he just kind of ducked that question today when he was asked about like, it's, it's like, I mean, what do you want him to say? I mean, he's not right. going to resign Why here. They don't have an avenue. In the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they don't have an avenue to resign him at the end of the year anyway. Hey, the, Andre, the thing- are you interested in making like a third of what you're going to make on the open market? Is that is that yeah. something that we could interest you in? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, maybe this hurts his value coming it, historically coming and playing for the minimum. It's kind of hard to jump back out of the minimum into that higher tax bracket. Like not a lot of guys have done it now. Not a lot of guys are 27 years old when they right. make that change. And these are unique circumstances in every single way. But the, the thing that I just want to emphasize to people is I just feel like sometimes we have a tendency to outsmart ourselves with this kind of stuff. And, you know, obviously analytics are great. Watching the tape is great. Looking at a guy's situation and their knowledge and like what they've been good at, what they haven't been good at. But like one of the things that, you know, our friends, Tim and Tom on, uh, on the Lakers exceptionalism podcast, like they do great work and they've pointed out justifiably, like if you want to, you know, if you're wondering about some of the reasons to be concerned about Drummond's fit, maybe like that's Mm -hmm. a great podcast to listen to. But that said, I just think that there are no numbers and no tape that really can of someone playing without LeBron James that necessarily apply to them playing with LeBron James. He's so talented naturally that I do think that, you know, coming into a situation where again, he's playing with probably better players than he's ever really played with before, besides maybe Blake at the tail end there. And I just think, you know, the, um, how easy his looks are going to be when this team is healthy. You just, there aren't analytics that apply to that. You know what I mean? From a previous situation, it's just apples to oranges. And we've seen so many guys that were not as good, you know, come in and be utilized better either here or be, be utilized better in a different winning situation. And I just, I have a hard time thinking that that's not what's going to happen here. And look, maybe he proves me wrong and he starts like jacking up threes off the dribble and goes crazy with the freedom he's going to have for the next couple of games. But yeah. Even then, if he goes crazy (laughs) over the next couple of games, that's not the circumstance he's going to be playing the season in. Like whatever he does the next couple of games, like I'm looking forward to the, to the victory laps people are going to be taking over the next couple of games when it's completely in a different context. Like you could take your victory lap. You can, work yourself out and, and get tired or, or whatever. Uh, personally speaking, I wish we would make it like victory walks. Can we make it like victory walks or like, can I, can I hop in my car and take a victory lap? I don't feel like running a victory lap. That sounds awful. Um, I mean, you don't but, feel like running period, but right, right. Like, but especially like if I'm already right, like I should make, you know what? I'm going to make somebody take a, a loser a lap. Defeat like, lap. I, yeah, I, I was right. You go get your ass out. On you the have track, to run buddy. a lap around me. That's like why it's like a coach when you're punishing someone. It's like just take a lap. For you that take push-ups too. You need, yeah. you need some 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 defeat push-ups. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I, I think I think with with Drummond, we're, we're probably going to see some of the bad Drummond because he's on a bad team right now. This is not a very good Lakers team, and and then 
once Anthony Davis comes back, it's going to be a little bit better. But not all of those problems are going to be addressed. And then once LeBron comes back, then you find over the next month or so between then and the playoffs what this fit is actually going to look like. But at the end of the day, the Lakers just signed their like third or second and a half center. Right. This isn't somebody who has to play a ton of minutes. And by the way, he's not going to be involved in any of the Lakers best lineups. It's going to be Anthony Davis. It's going to be LeBron at the four. It's going to be Kuzma probably at the three. And then either Caruso and KCP or, or, or Caruso and Schroeder or Schroeder and KCP. Like that's, that's, that's the best grouping that the Lakers are going to be able to offer. And, no, and an, no center that is not Anthony Davis is going to be playing in the Lakers' best lineups if Anthony right. Davis is healthy. Yeah. And by I, the that's way, the bottom line. Drummond knows that. Otherwise, like he, he, it's not like he signed here thinking, like, I am going to supplant Anthony Davis at the five. It's like, I, I am it. the better AD. <laughs> right. Like, the, that's not how this works. Now, he, even if his, even if he thought that, like, the Lakers are never going to think that. Anthony yeah. Davis is never going to be like LeBron is never going to think that. So it doesn't even matter. And then if AD is not healthy, then none of this matters anyway. So, right. Yeah. Well, if, and, and by the way, this helps you a lot if AD isn't healthy, because again, you bet on talent there and, and you hope that, you know, the talent, cause he's, he is better equipped than Damian Jones and then Gorgie Jang and a 87 year old LaMarcus Aldridge or, an 84-year-old Blake Griffin to to carry starter minutes if Anthony Davis takes longer to to recover. You know, th- this is just a, this is a this is a, a a very low downside, high upside signing because this is a guy the upside is the talent and it's very rare that you get this kind of talent in this kind of circumstance. Well, and a- as we're going to get into uh, when we talk about buyout guys and if buyouts are ruining the league in the next <laughs> segment, like this yeah. is not a situation where he's walking in cold with no prior relationships and no understanding. No, like he's not walking in here with no one that was going to be able to talk to him or tell him what was going on or where he doesn't have a comfort factor with these guys and kind of understand kind of where he is in the hierarchy. Yep. All right. Let's let's uh, let's take a quick second here. When we come back, uh, we are going to is it even something that's worth dispelling like are we are, are we just gonna laugh oh yeah at this, no this i mean a little bit of both but we're we're you know okay. we're gonna talk about I'm, we're gonna talk about this because i this is a take that has been you know it's been percolating for a couple months and i'm yeah. tired of it and we're gonna address it it only seems to happen when it's the lakers who sign somebody yeah so no we'll, when the we'll lakers were that. when the lakers were horrendous for almost a decade no one was complaining about the buyout market you know <laughs> weirdest thing no one was complaining that all the buyout markets guys wanted to go complain like build a championship team in LA until the Lakers were good again. Anyway. Nope. All right, let's let's take a second. We'll talk about that. All right, so I wrote a column. No, I didn't. But I, I should. Like every time, every time a small market signs somebody, I'm just gonna quote tweet it with league 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 ruined, right? Yeah. This is why is ratings are down. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ratings, revenue, everything is down. Like Jeff Teague signs Andre with the Bucks. It's like, man, Jeff Teague signed with the Bucks. Man, KD really ruined the league. <laughs> <laughs> I just so we left off the last segment because I honestly think this is a this is the honest starting point for a lot of this conversation. He, 
the the experts across ESPN, there is a large market. I'm going to try to say this without sounding too controversial or, or without dumping on on very many people. But I, I just want you to know that I'm going to take this clip and clip it and then make it into a video. Great. And it's just going to be like Anthony goes after the fake news media. <laughs> lamestream media. As yeah, I've said forever. ESPN. Yeah. Um, but if you look at the NBA's co- or the ESPN's NBA coverage, it is Paul Pierce, former Celtic, Kendrick Perkins, former Celtic, Jackie McMullen, <laughs> Celtics beat writer. I didn't think this was where you were going with this. Well, I mean, like, let's, you know, Richard Jefferson never spent time as a Laker, lost to the Lakers in a final series. Oh, well, hey, hold on. Hey, now, like, Richard Jefferson was also longtime teammates with LeBron. He's definitely been, uh, and, and Perkins to a degree has been a pro Laker guy at times. That's, and, and that's perfectly fine. But, I, but I'm the, saying they're both pro LeBron guys. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, well, Amin isn't there anymore, but he spent his career getting slapped around by the Lakers. He, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other beat writers from other cities. Like you have a, there just aren't, there's McMenamin. McMenamin and Ramona Shelburne are two very pro Lakers voices, right? Like I, if I'm pointing out the anti Lakers voices, I got to point out. And I think, I think, uh, I think Rachel Nichols does a fantastic job of playing it down the middle and letting the, the, the characters do their thing for the most part. Um, but I look, you and I have spent a lot of time about this. There's a booming market in in dumping on the Lakers or 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 criticizing the Lakers or saying how the Lakers are what's wrong with the league because it's going to rile up Lakers fans. So Lakers fans are going to quote tweet and engage with those headlines or those tweets. Um, it's going to appease people who don't like the Lakers uh, who are going to quote tweet and say you know with their with their hands up their hands up emojis. Finally, Kendrick Perkins and Paul Pierce are calling it like it is. Thanks, guys. Uh, and and what you get at the end of the day is like a whole bunch of, of galaxy brain takes about how Andre Drummond going to the Lakers is ruining a league that has already seen the Milwaukee Bucks. Like the Milwaukee Bucks are, 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 are right there on the precipice of winning a championship. They just got P.J. Tucker. Like they just went out and traded for PJ Tucker and, and, and they got two guards who just decided to go there and Jeff Teague and Austin rivers, Gorgie, Gorgie Jang just went to the San Antonio Spurs. And it's just that, you Big know, market right now does it again, ruining the league. Right? Like it, it, it just so happens though, right now that the two best teams in the NBA reside on the coasts. And, and they have for a while. And by the way, like there is no way yeah, like, to you account know who, for, you know who was, you know who was a candidate for every single buyout market, you know, signing when when they were good? The Warriors, you know? Right. And they happened to be on the coast, but the Warriors were like the Warriors were good. They built that team organically. And then once they were good, of course they like free agents want to go there, especially the end of the career ring chaser guys like that. And Drummond is not that, but normally those are the guys getting bought well, out. You well, know who also, signed more you know who signed more buyout guys than twenty fifth since twenty fifteen than any other team? Is it Miami? It's the Bucks. Oh, well, there you go. Big markets are ruining the league, Anthony. <laughs> but like, I also, I also think, you know, to a certain extent, if I'm an NBA player and, and I have the opportunity to go play uh, on a coast, whether it's on the East coast or the West coast, especially if it's, you know, further down South of the coast, where you have the Miamis of the world and you have the Lakers and the Clippers. Like, 
it's gorgeous weather. I'm a I'm a multi-millionaire and I want to go and spend a little bit of time, a few months, chase a ring and go play with those organizations. And to a certain extent, like you could try to th- these everybody who's trying to fix this problem, which by the way, if you fix this problem, you're gonna create another 73 yes. different problems. But yeah, but like, exactly. Every single thing has unintended consequences, and that's, well, that's a, a big point of this. The super the supermax was something that was supposed to keep players in their markets, right? And we're gonna, and then we're all gonna of a sudden, relegate. It's such, a, it's such a toxic contract, and that yeah. when guys who don't deserve it get it, Drummond then is a Laker right worst... now because of it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not the supermax, but he's a he's a Laker because of the he max. Was a giant contract. He was yeah. a giant like the max contract, basically as a as a concept. And the supermax was only that to the nth degree because it didn't fix any of the actual problems that the that the max was was creating. It just offered them more money. But like at the end of the day, you know what Adam Silver needs to do. He needs to expedite global warming so the weather in LA is worse, and so that it floods, <laughs> and then that way the Bucks can have a chance to sign buyout guys. I mean, if it if it helped with you know if it raised an extra ten million bucks per year, I'm sure Adam Silver would sign up for it. But oh, but God. like, but the <laughs> I, I'm I'm done with with Mr. Progressive Adam Silver. Like it's just a farce. Get out of here. You're Roger Goodell, bald. Um. But but anyway, so the the Lakers uh, are 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 in a spot right now where they are, are a desirable destination, and you could try to regulate all of these things, and you can try to fix this system or whatever. But at the end of the day, like if if Milwaukee, like they saw that the way to go out and improve their team. Uh, via free agency was to improve it organically and become a more de- desirable situation. And there, as you've seen since 2015, which I would imagine coincides with uh, with Giannis taking the next steps in his career, uh, you know, they have become a more de- desirable spot to go play for, for these vets who want to go participate in the postseason. And also, like, the other thing, too, is you have to think of it from these free agent standpoints because – the point of entering the buyout market, the point of becoming a buyout candidate is to go and showcase your skills for a few months and earn your next contract. And, and it, you have a better chance of doing so for a playoff team in the postseason than you do near the end of the bench for the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, and the other thing about that, too, is the solution to this, like, yes, we can talk about how the buyout market is a problem. We can talk about that. Like, you know, you can be an anonymous small market GM complaining to Howard Beck about how it's hard for the small and mid markets because they don't want to buy them out. And then agents, these nefarious agents working on behalf of their clients say, I'm not going to direct more clients to you if you don't buy my guy out. It's like they act like guys want to be bought out because they're in this like great situation where they're flourishing. Let's look at the guys who are being bought out that everyone is so up in arms about. There's Blake Griffin, who the Pistons mm-hmm. sent home and sat down because they wanted to tank and play their younger guys. There's mm-hmm. LaMarcus Aldridge, who the Spurs sent, uh, sent home because he's bad at basketball and also because they wanted to play their younger guys. Yeah, he, and, got, uh, he got supplanted by Jakob Pertl. 
Yeah, exactly. And then there's Andre Drummond, who the Cavs traded for a really promising young center who they want to play minutes. And they had JaVale McGee and they wanted to make sure that they had all this development time. So they sent Andre Drummond home. You know, Mm -hmm. like these guys, the solution to this is not just, well, if you're good at basketball and paid a lot of money, but your team wants to lose games, you should have to sit at home. You know, the reason the buyout market exists is because it's a win-win. It allows these teams, you know, they can complain about being forced into this, whatever. They're still taking the cash savings at the end of the day right. on the Marcus back end Aldridge of that contract. gave back like seven million bucks. Yeah, and you know Andre Drummond gave back the amount on his next contract. I'm sure Blake Griffin. I don't know exactly how much he gave up, but I'm sure it was a substantial amount to be let out of a deal. I think it was like two years early. Now. To be let out of a deal two years early, of course he had to give back a a significant Mm -hmm. amount. And so it's like these teams are like, oh, this sucks. It's screwing us over. But also like, yeah, we'll take the savings. That sounds great. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, it's just so talking. When that response is part of why they're in the predicament that they're in in the first place. Exactly. And you know, the the other thing. (laughs) The frugality is part of why, you know, you're not as desirable a destination. But anyway. Yeah, and you're talking about the reasons that stuff like this gets run and, like, you know, their their genuineness and all of that. You know the other reason that people relate to this content and why people want to cry about the Lakers, you know, being buyout market targets and being able to sign Andre, Andre Drummond, who the Cavs did not want in their rotation anymore and were sending home? It's because, like, number one, I mean, some of these fan bases just don't want the players to have that much power and be able to decide where they want to go. But number two, it allows you to live with the failures of your own organization where you can say here's this big market boogeyman and they're only getting them because they're the lakers and you don't have to look at any introspection for what your franchise Mm -hmm. should maybe be doing better and you can just complain that they just got them because they're the lakers and because of space jam three or two in this case look i am i'm here for space jam 37 if it means we keep getting buyout guys i don't even care like that's the thing hey if new orleans wants to keep zion so bad they need to figure out a way to film space jam 3 in new orleans you know like no but i'm this is an honest to god take this is literally like if you're saying to me that lebron only chose which i disagree with but still if you're saying to me that lebron only chose the lakers agree that that's he chose the lakers because he saw how they treat stars it's the writing's been on the wall for years ad chose the lakers because he saw how they treat stars but but also like if you're telling me that that uh lebron chose the lakers because of his extracurricular uh projects that he wanted to work on um then fine your team should probably make a better effort to allow for those projects to go on in your city. Like if, if you're, if, if your team, I mean, some is of that's so, out of the team's hands. It can be, but like, look, the, all of the Marvel movies are, are filmed in Georgia, which is like right down the street from, from, uh, Hawks should start getting their, getting their guys cameos in MCU TV shows. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if you, if like, this is one of the things that the Lakers do though. Like this is one of the things that the Lakers will showcase in their free agency pitches is that like, we do, we did turn Magic Johnson into a city icon and eventually a billionaire. Shaq got all kinds of opportunities because he came to LA and we made that stuff happen. Kobe, same thing. LeBron saw that and he wanted to be able to participate in that too. And the Kobe thing too is this can't be overstated. The Lakers gave Kobe a gigantic two-year extension that the player that he was going to be coming off of the Achilles injury, he was never going to justify it. At his age, Mm -hmm. with that injury, there was no reason to expect him to justify that on the court. You know where he did justify it was off the court. And the Lakers, like 
these guys saw. I don't know how much more openly Anthony Davis's dad has to say, I'm not going to Boston because of what they did to Isaiah Thomas. You can say for the Celtics, extending Isaiah Thomas uh, coming off of that injury would have been stupid. You can say that your team is making all these smart moves, cutting all the right guys, you know, nailing second round picks, whatever. The bottom line is that stuff is not what stars care about. Stars care that you take care of stars. And that is, yeah. I'm not going to say it's the, it would be intellectually dishonest to suggest that how pleasant it is to live in Los Angeles, the opportunities that are available off the court is no factor. It is of course a factor, but it was, you know, when it wasn't a factor for the eight years that the Lakers were not getting the stuff right from a basketball perspective. And that's the thing that people ignore. And so it's just like this whole narrative is so overwrought to me. And I don't know, like I I figure if I'm tired of hearing about like all these, you know, crocodile tears from the small markets that complain that they have no chance because of the big market boogeyman Lakers, like, you know, Andre Drummond signed with the Lakers. Yeah. It's to be in Los Angeles. It's to play for a winning team. You know what else it is? You know, he was hot. He had an opportunity to choose his destination and it was a real choice where almost all the contracts were equal for the first time in his career for half a season. He gets a chance to go to a winner. He also gets a chance to play with Anthony Davis, who he's been friends with since high school. He gets a chance to play with LeBron James, which he's been dreaming about since before he committed to college. And he gets to play with KCP, who was is actually a fun fact. KCP has played more professional games with Andre Drummond than Andre Drummond has played with any other teammate in his career. Um, <laughs> and so he gets to rejoin with Markeith Morris, who he was with with the Pistons. And again, like they were welcoming each other, each other on Twitter. The Lakers had ins on this guy. And mm-hmm. Rob Blink is his former agent. Like this is not they didn't just get this guy because they're the Lakers. There were a lot of circumstances here that are unique to this but specific circumstance that the NBA cannot legislate out. Yeah. That's that's my point. Is that also the Lakers happen to seem appear to be good at that good at that stuff too. Like uh Kosas Antetokounmpo has been on the Lakers roster for no reason this year. He has done nothing for the organization this year. Uh but the Lakers have 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 uh apparently been been good to him they have kept him around they um are giving him an opportunity and if that pays off down the road then great well and you know you want to talk about playing the agent game you know who else he's rep by it's Schroeder right yeah Schroeder Schroeder and Giannis you know you think that doesn't matter like a guy that has clients like that making good with him and not cutting his client from a fucking two-way contract in the middle of the season where it's like who cares who you're going to add right now like no one that they add right now is going to make a difference in the title chase they're going to treat people right and hope that Mm -hmm. that comes back and uh, comes back around in the end and that the agents remember that and can inform their clients of it it's not the agents that make the decision but the agents can certainly tell their clients look if something goes wrong here you're not living up to expectations the Lakers aren't necessarily going to leave you out to dry and everybody wants to bring up oh they they, well where was that with the baby Lakers they had a chance to go get Anthony Davis every team is going to trade those young guys they didn't screw those guys over they got a chance to go to another team this they were none of them were coming off of like catastrophic injuries or something I mean Brandon Ingram had the blood clot thing but everyone you know all the medical on that was that he was going to be fine Mm -hmm. and like like it wasn't going to affect certainly his basketball life or whatever like this is they're just different situations you know that people try to compare and whatever like the Lakers have in general treated their players well and you know with the exception of Magic Johnson leaking all their names and trade rumors once LeBron already signed and was trying to get AD but for the most part this is an organization that treats people well that operates as a family I was gonna say as currently constituted this is this this the Lakers seem to get some very important elements of this that get overlooked because we can't 
what Chart players that, care about we can't, because yeah. they have a high-powered agent in charge of the team. They get that these amenities in the practice facility, that all that little stuff matters a lot. Yeah. Well, and 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 again, look, this can all be laughed at down the road if things go south and it turns out the Lakers didn't understand a lot of this stuff. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, the, the, you know, life has a, has a tendency of coming at you fast. But as it stands right now, the Lakers are doing a fantastic job of doing the uh, work on the peripheries to put themselves in situations where they can go out and get somebody like Drummond and where they can go out and, and, and land LeBron James. Like KCP was a Laker. What was it? A year or two before uh, LeBron. Yeah. So, so Rich Paul courtside every game, every game with the ownership group. Right. And, 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 you know, the Lakers are, whether you want to call that dirty, whether you want to call it sideways, whatever, fine. If you, you don't know, like I, it, then sign KCP to a max deal next time, you know? Right. Like, well, but, but again, like you're and, telling me and, LeBron needed to be a Laker to film Space Jam. No, he didn't. He's yeah. out here every, he has two houses in LA. He's out here every single summer anyway. He didn't need to join the Lakers to film Space Jam. Like, right, right. And, and, and look, like what it, what it really, by the way, the Lakers help with that success too, because now you have all these Lakers fans who are going to go out and support Space Jam. Yeah. Like it's the biggest brand. So, what I'm saying is, it's a combination of all of these things. Like, yes, the Lakers do have inherent uh, advantages that a, a ton of the other teams, the the vast majority of the teams across the NBA, don't have. Right? That is is I would be I would be uh, disingenuous not to point that out. Also. Because these things can be, be true at the same time. Also, the Lakers can be doing more with those inherent advantages than other teams are doing with their current situations. And I'm like, almost Danny Ainge out there in Boston, I'm sure that's not frustrating at all to play I mean, with. The, as an like, aside for this, I, I would love to talk to whoever is informing Danny Ainge of what, uh, what these strategic leaks and how they're helping him. Why do they keep leaking this? I don't understand why they keep leaking that they're close on everybody. It makes no sense. I don't know. I, but again, like if you're looking, at, let's look at this. Like Danny obviously Ainge, maybe he's just is... really into internet memes and he wants to keep this one going. He's like, <laughs> he thinks it's hilarious, so he just keeps leaking his name. Man, he's like, have you seen the get... engagement like, on my Twitter every time he's that like, I? <laughs> he's like, means... hey, you think we can get Mannix to believe that I'm close on this guy again? Like, <laughs> yeah, like you know, I, I, okay, I, I would Aaron, imagine call Mannix that... and tell him that we're close on the on a trade for LeBron. Let's see if he tweets it. I would imagine that that. Like that's the, those are the ones, by the way, those are the ones that get me the most every time is it's not just cause it, it is a running joke at this point that, and you know that if you're a reporter out there in Boston and, or if you're a reporter about the NBA and you leak that Ainge was this close on a player, you know, it's going to get dunked on, dunked on a ton and, and, and all that. The ones that really, really get me are the, are the, are the just droves of, of whether it's NBCS Boston people or uh, anybody who has ever resided in Boston who lines up to say the Celtics are in the lead, the Lakers or, or the, the Lakers. They're putting they a full court in. press on Andre Drummond, <laughs> Anthony. They're finally going to get an AD. Those those are the ones who get me. Those are the yeah. ones that I, I just I just laugh my ass off at every time, more so than the almost gotems. But but yeah, like if you're if you're if you're playing for for the Boston Celtics and you know. Yeah, and this is the case for most people. 
Teams but if you if you're the Celtics are going to shaft them in trades and they're leaking that you think that but you think that like the players on the team don't know like right and why would I why would I why would I want to play for a situation like that right where where at the end of the day no matter what I do for the franchise I'm just a number and that's going to be the case for the vast majority of teams basically all the teams too by the way because you know like you said the Lakers really cared about the young Lakers and they shipped them out when 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 the time presented itself to ship them out. That's perfect. You know, that's, that's part of the business. But for those who have done, you know, like years upon years upon years of winning for the Lakers, they got treated right. You know, you know what? Like LeBron, look, I, I again, knock on wood, I'm going to do that right now. But like, if LeBron never played a basketball game again, the Lakers would not salary dump him somewhere they would want to, that he didn't want to go. They would do right by him. If it, because yeah. he brought them a title, you know, same thing right. with AD, same thing with any of these guys that like, if they come here and you produce and you win for this team at a high level and you were the engine of that, one of these stars, they're going to do right by you. And that is something that matters to the other stars. And maybe it doesn't right. matter to you on NBA Twitter, but these guys are the ones who get to choose where they play. That's how the league is. And right. so if you have a reputation for doing right by your stars, that's going to help you get stars. I'm sorry. It just is the, you know, they're like you said, all the inherent advantages those exist but the lakers are doing a better job leveraging them than they did for about 10 years uh, under like yeah. a previous front office absolutely or eight years however many yeah all right make sure everybody if you're listening to this go check out space Jam 2 with airs in july <laughs> but but yeah I, I that's where i that's where i find myself i roll my eyes every time by the way like look you you, you can't regulate player like we we can't live in the era of player empowerment even though it's superstar empowerment you can't live in this era and then say there are like 37 things that the league needs to fix to make everything fair for everybody like that's just yeah. not how that's just not how the world works that's not where we're at players are going to get always going to have a say in where they play and no matter what you try to do you can say like okay so how about some of that cap hit like cuz look i'm i'm not like completely like I don't think that it's unreasonable to expect teams to maybe have to pay like some kind of other penalty there to be some other I'm not saying that the buyout market couldn't be fixed but anything you try to do where it's like okay let's say the team takes a cap hit because the player that they're signing was a 30 million dollar player they shouldn't just get to sign him for the veterans minimum let's say you're of that mind like players are still going to go where they want to go you know what I mean and teams are still going to find a way to make that work and then all of a sudden you're cutting down on agency for other players who are getting shipped out to make room for these moves and like all this stuff like you know there's going to be unintended consequences to everything or maybe at some point your team is the one that can't sign a buy like a small market can't sign a guy on the buyout market and then everybody freaks out because it's like oh well the lakers had more cap space and they were able to sign this buyout guy Mm -hmm. and whatever and then that's the problem and so it's just you can't fix this stuff like players are always going to have agency in where they play when there are situations like this and the solution cannot be that they just don't get to play basketball because their team wants to be bad at basketball basketball yep all right that's gonna do it for this silver screen and roll podcast this was lakers explained uh this was lakers explained lakers exceptionalism yeah yeah exactly this is why the lakers Lakers are exceptionalism yes (laughs) exceptionalism explained i think we're gonna get sued by tim and tom for that but you know i'll just uh, uh, whatever i'll bleep that part out that's right yeah yeah they're gonna sue us but it's fine well i'm ready to go to war bring it on guys well no but they don't explain it though they're they're that's true we're explaining the concept so yeah yeah. we're parody we're good yeah you guys can't you guys can't sue us anymore all right please continue to, to subscribe and rate this podcast and stay tuned uh for all of the 
look, the Lakers have to go out and get another player. So we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, tune in to, or, you know, tune into all of the shows. Uh, make sure you keep an eye on the, the website itself, Silver Screen and Roll, and all its social properties to uh, stay informed on this insane time, <laughs> like on, on, on all of the immense amounts of uh, information and, and names that the Lakers might be linked, uh, li- linked to moving forward. Have a great rest of your day, though, and we'll talk to you guys next week.